Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Harvest, harvest season meant long hours in the field for my grandpa. As a child, I often saw him helping out around my father's farm. My grandpa, Laverne, was a burly man a golden tooth smile and radiant positivity. My grandma Germaine was his other half. She had rosy red cheeks that matched the tint on her thick glasses. I would see her standing at the edge of the cornfield, waiting patiently in her white Oldsmobile for Laverne to park the combine. She had made him dinner, as she always had. Fall on the farm left little time for meals around the table. It was gestures of love, like this, that became the backbone of their 50 eight-year marriage. To have and to hold in sickness and in health as a little boy, I knew that when I grew up, that's what I wanted. I spent my childhood on a farm near Dyersville, not far from the field of dreams. It was my playground. In the spring, I would wander in search of small streams where the snow melted and migrated to the field. I placed small paper boats in them and watched as they sailed through the muddy pasture. I made cookies out of limestone sand and baked them on the hot tin roof. I befriended barn cats and fed them out from the cows. I listened as my mom would yell, you're gonna get worms, as I, as I ran barefoot across the lawn. I, I made many things on the farm, but mostly I just made messes. It was the only place big enough for my imagination. The world was so carefree, and my problems never went further than the horizon. I was also born on the same farm as my grandpa, lived in the same house, breathed the same Iowa air, milked cows in the same parlor, and got the same male pattern baldness. <laughs> it was no surprise I wanted a marriage like his. We shared more than blood. We shared memories together. Memories of Christmas Eve when Santa came. And after Mass, my family and I would gather around the tree to open presents. Laverne and Jermaine sat watching, cuddled up, holding hands on the couch. But like the corn in the fall, all good things must come to an end. When I was 12 years old, my grandma got a hemorrhage in her head. Three days later, she died. I watched my grandpa struggle to move on without the love of his life. He'd write poetry about her, talk about her every day. House that was once filled with the smell of her chicken noodle soup and the sound of children laughing now in only palpable silence. Living alone forced him to learn new things. He learned the hard way that tin foil can't go in the microwave. <laughs> From his struggle, I discovered the fine print of soulmates that one isn't much good without the other. And though I could see the pain in his eyes, I knew he would have never changed a thing. Seven years later, Laverne fell and his health quickly deteriorated. In the hospital, my family and I sat by his bedside. He was his cheerful self. We listened to Johnny Cash. We laughed as he told jokes to the nurses. Before he left, he mentioned this girl who used to work with local pharmacy. She was young and single, and he believed she would make me the perfect wife. Those were his last words to me. I never got to tell him I was gay because he died days later. 
I was hurt because the man I had come so close to over the years never knew the real me. I pained to tell him earlier, but I looked up to him and feared his rejection. I could no longer keep the secret from my family so soon after I came out. After years of my mom asking if there was something I wanted to tell her, I told her. I don't think it was much surprise. Perhaps it was the Beanie Baby collection or the Barbie workout videos that took her off. <laughs> Among my family, I was welcomed with open arms. For me, coming out was easy. The hard part was living my life as a gay man. Iowa wasn't made for effeminate men, especially not in small towns, especially not on farms. And though I enjoyed the solitude of the country, I yearned to move far away. While I was at Kirkwood College in Cedar Rapids, I found people like me. The gay community quickly took me in as their own and we became a family. I attended my first drag show, dated and explored this exciting new life. I loved, lost, and drank way too much whiskey. <laughs> but I began to see that this new world was nothing like the world back at home, nothing like the world of Glamour and Jermaine. From headless torsos and dating apps, I struggled to find a love like my grandparents. I dreamed of to have and to hold in sickness and in health. I fumbled through relationships and began to see the bright light of my grandparents' love, faith, in the distance. In single file, I saw myself turn every relationship into a romantic novel. He was a friend of a friend, and he was the one, or at least that's what I thought. Everyone was the one at some point. The first guy I had ever declared my love to was the same guy who, in front of me, burned holes in the carpet with cigarettes of the apartment he was about to leave. I fell in love with another guy in seven days, a record. I went to California for fun with friends, but what I returned with was unrequited love. In college, I met someone. It was a gentle soul who shared my passion for Bjork, surreal art, and melancholic music. He was short, dark, and had black hair as thick as his accent. One fall day, we decided to venture through the Iowa back roads, far, far from the city to see the stars. Each of the night, we ventured with only the light from my car to guide the way. In the last farm we could see disappeared into the darkness, we pulled over onto the side of the road between two cornfields. Together, we leaned against my car and gazed upwards. A hum of happiness flickered inside me because I believed that this moment was the beginning of the rest of our lives. It was my turn to be in love. With him by my side, I felt the world had shifted in my direction. But as time went by, reality broke through. His student visa was only temporary, and the end drew near. I panicked. In desperation, I looked for any flaw, any imperfection as a sign it wasn't meant to be. We stopped texting. The relationship flowed through my hand like sand, and we grew apart went back to Brazil, and I went back to believing I would never find the one. But sometimes, in moments like these, when I feel like the future is dire, and I feel dark clouds in the distance, I go back to the farm. The farm is there. The farm is always there. Like a prodigal son, it had welcomed me back even though I had longed to leave it. It has a soothing comfort, a way of dulling the noises of the outside world until the only thing I can hear is my heartbeat. The sound of corn swaying in the breeze. Here I am now, suspended between the world I grew up in and the world 
What I had wished I had known when I came out is that the more I became myself, the more I feel alone. I feel detached from dreams of a lifelong relationship, as well as the hedonistic thrill of casual dating. But the show must go on. If there is one thing I am sure of beyond anything else is that I never give up. Even though I was born in rural Iowa, I still came out as gay. For better or for worse, I will tirelessly venture towards self-emancipation no matter the consequences. I will fight every day to be myself, even if it must mean I am completely alone. And I will keep breathing one more breath until the world sees in me what I have always seen in myself. And I will hold steadfastly to believing I am here on this earth for something great. Someday, I will find a guy to dance to the song, When Your Hair Has Turned to Silver, I Will Love You Just the Same, like my grandparents did on their wedding day. And we'll have a family together. A family probably just made of cats. And <laughs> 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 I, I will write each other poems, and we'll spend Christmas Eve together, cuddle up on the couch. Maybe someday, Someone will be inspired by our relationship, and they'll be in this exact spot telling a story about us. Laverne and Jermaine are buried on a small cemetery near the farm. There, they will lay side by side for eternity. And someday, my parents will be buried there, and they will spend eternity there too. And so will my siblings and their spouses, but I will go where our love is welcome. So for my future husband and I, we will become dust, spread across the cornfield, the same cornfield where Jermaine used to wait for Laverne. Together there, we'll spend our turn.